0: Today, we're at December 5th, 2021. We begin a new quarter and a new unit. Our unit is on the Gospel of Luke, and our lesson today is about a new era begins. So we've taken prayer requests, and I'm going to ask Brother Mickey if he'd go ahead and lead us in prayer.
1: Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the day. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings and for your strength that you've given to us each and every day to rise up early and to praise your holy name. Father, we thank you for the time we have to come together and study your word. We are missing members today, Lord, and we just ask today, Heavenly Father, that you would be with Opal's sister-in-law, Heavenly Father, that you would give her strength, Lord, healing if possible, Lord, it's in your hands and we pray that you administer unto her today may she find strength and reassurance O oh god that you are the author and the finisher of our faith father we lift up lana unto you today we pray for her family heavenly father lord we ask your hand to be with them and guide them in decisions that have to be made concerning her father lord we just thank you for your presence and for your healing touch lord and for your guidance and your direction we lift up mary alice and dennis to you today Father, you see the need, and you are aware of every situation and circumstance in their life. Father, we ask you to be with them and guide them and direct them. Heavenly Father, may the insurance company uh, be beneficial unto their needs this day. Father, we thank you today, Lord. We ask you to continue to touch Mary Lou Dial, Heavenly Father, and lift her up. Again, strengthen her, Lord, and give her peace and rest in your assurance. Lord, ask you to be with uh, Betty Porter today. Lord, uh, Pray that your hand would continue to guide and direct as she goes through this chem- chemotherapy, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just lift up the name of Jesus today, for he is the way, the truth, and the light. And we thank you for your word today, Lord, as we study the beginning of the new era with John the Baptist bringing the gospel. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us today. Help Brother Philip, oh God, Lord, anoint him today. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for it. In thy name we pray, amen.
0: Brother Mickey, and thank you for filling in for me last Sunday. I'm glad I had you lined up because I didn't know I was going to oversleep. I thought I was going to be here to hear you, (laughs) but anyway, I appreciate you filling in there. And uh, today, as I said, we're going to begin a new unit on the Gospel of Luke, and this title is "The New Era Begins." Our key verse is Luke 1, 68, which states, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. And our central truth is the error, not E-R-R-O-R, but the error of it's a period of time, of God's grace that began with the birth of John the Baptist, is still in effect today I kind of question that a little because of the fact of what uh, the Gospel of John says in the next book thereafter, Luke and it said in verse 17 of the first chapter the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ it didn't come by John the Baptist but it came by Jesus Christ and uh, So um, I kind of question what it's saying there about God's grace beginning, but it is true that they had been under the law all these thousands of years, almost 2,000 years, and then we had the intertestable period between uh, Malachi and Matthew of 400 years where they hadn't really heard a direct message from God in four hundred years. And so when when uh John the Baptist was about to come on the scene, it was starting to uh, introduce he he was able to introduce the one who would bring the grace. He was proclaiming the yes. of grace. He didn't there you bring go. it. Right.
2: That's what that would have meant. Yeah, they they kinda because they had no hope. Right. So
0: that's true. So he did definitely have a very important part because he's the one that introduced to the world Jesus who would bring grace but even Jesus was under the law we're told and it wasn't until he went to the cross and said it is finished that the law was really finished and grace then was the one that brought it in and God chose Paul to be the actual uh, disciple to bring in the gospel of grace, because most of the apostles. I've been listening a lot to this uh, this guy in Oklahoma, you know, uh, Brother Felden or whatever his name is, and he's been pointing out how that until Paul came along, they didn't really understand what grace is about and, and, and what the true gospel would be because the gospel that the apostles taught was still kind of under the law situation. And so they, uh, they were uh, uh, trying to be good Jews, you know, and, and follow that. But God called Paul to be the apostle to the Gentiles and the Gentiles were the ones that uh, really needed the grace of God because they were not under any covenant relationship with God. And uh, so Paul was chosen of the Lord to bring the gospel of grace. And uh, he mentions there in Corinthians what his gospel is that i the gospel that I preach unto you, Paul said there in Corinthians, is about Jesus being crucified, buried, and rose again. And uh, he was crucified for our sins. He died for our sins. And uh, so this was an insight that God did give to John the Baptist when he introduced Jesus as the Lamb of God Who would take away the sin of the world we're beginning like i said a study of the gospel as recorded by luke who was a physician who was one of paul's traveling companions from him we receive the most detailed account of jesus birth as well as the events before and after it so as you read the book of luke you can see dr luke coming in there with a lot of explanations about what is taking place when Jesus healed someone. He said he received strength in his ankle bones, you know, and things like that. You could hear doctor in uh, uh, explaining it with Luke. And of course, he was fascinated with the virgin birth. So he, he had to get that story uh, from Mary, we believe. And uh, so she told him, what had happened, and next Sunday, we'll be looking at Mary's introduction, Uh, do what? In in the medical field, it's document, 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 it's not documented,
3: it didn't have have
0: Right, that's good, yeah, so you can see the doctor coming in him when he describes some of these miracles that Jesus did. John the Baptist, of course, was a key figure in the first coming of Christ. He served as Christ's forerunner, calling people to repent in preparation for his coming. And as a result, John was extremely popular among the people who desired spiritual reform. However, this message of repentance, a call to uh, reformation, brought about opposition as well. And so God raised up John to proclaim repentance and declare Christ and John faithfully fulfilled that calling. So the message of repentance remains important today for repentance opens the heart to receive Christ's marvelous gift of grace, salvation, and eternal life. Okay, so we'll... uh, Look at this first part here about a prayer being answered in Luke's gospel, the first chapter five through thirteen. Let's see, do you have that, Sherry? I got it. All
4: righty. Which is called the birth of John the Baptist foretold. I have a footnote about Luke. He says is speaking to the Greeks. So this is mostly about the Gentiles, you know, that he's, that's why he wrote it basically, you know, five through what? Thirteen. Thirteen. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron, and both of them were righteous in the sight of God observing all of the lord's commands and decrees blamelessly but they were childless because elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before god he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the lord and burn incense and when the time of the burning of incense came. All the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John.
0: I was talking with my brother last night. We always kind of compare notes or talk about the lesson. And he said that he read somewhere where there was so many priests uh, at that time that a priest could only do this once in his lifetime. And so this is why it was a special uh, thing for Zachariah to had that, uh, Privilege, and it said the lot fell. In other words, the other priests voted who would be able to go in and do the incense, and uh, so I, I didn't know that, uh, but uh, that's something to think about because it does mention how that the lot fell upon him to do that, and so he he probably wasn't praying for a son really. He was just in there. Uh, Worshipping the Lord and burning the incense and we. Right Right, I'm sure she was because cause we'll read later where yeah. She is thankful that the reproach was lifted from her because it was a reproach for a woman to be barren mm-hmm. uh, if, if she was going to have a child they said she was blessed <laughs> And, uh, but if she didn't have children, they tend to think, well, maybe she's cursed, that God has cursed her, you know, and so that that made quite a reproach upon her. And uh, so anyway, um, I'm sure, like Sherry said, she was praying for a child, and I'm sure he did too, but at this time, his uh, priestly duty was to be praying for a messiah to come because that's what they were concerned about especially under roman uh oppression they they were looking for a political messiah to come on the scene and deliver them so uh, uh but it's interesting whenever an angel appears they almost have to always say fear not because they are, they are awesome creatures those angels and Some are almost 10 feet tall, you know. And this Gabriel is a real important angel because we find him in the Old Testament, you know, with Daniel, it was Gabriel that brought the message from God to Daniel. And next Sunday, like I said, we'll talk about how Gabriel appears to Mary. And so he he had a lot to do with the Christmas story. Gabriel did. And uh, so the angel first had to assure him that he's going to live, fear not, uh, for your prayer is heard. So that's why um, uh, the commentary said he probably was mainly praying for the Messiah to come, but he might have also before that been praying for his uh, son, just like Elizabeth was, and so God was gonna answer that prayer and also answer the prayer about the Messiah coming because it would be through John that uh, the Messiah would be introduced to the world. So um, going on then from uh, 13, well, it should be 14. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. yeah, you read through 13. Fourteen through seventeen—that's just a few verses, but they're important. Do you have that, Larry? I do. Fourteen through seventeen.
3: Luke fourteen, and you will, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink.
0: So the angel is telling him about this son that's going to be born to him and how he'd be great and uh, what he read there and it's interesting that he'll be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb which shows that God was going to empower John in a special way to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ and uh, so he would he would have a special anointing even before he was born from his mother's womb. And uh, so he said, he said, and there'll be great rejoicing at his birth, of course. Uh, and uh, so uh, we see that uh, John's birth is foretold, as we said, and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he provided God did an additional blessing, Zechariah and Elizabeth would have a son after he said that your prayer had been heard. <coughs> and so he even knew the gender of the, of the child, there'd be a son. And not only that, he would be named a name that wasn't popular at all back then. John. Now we have Johns all over the place, and, and uh, I, I didn't mean that to refer to the restrooms, but uh, they do that even today, refer to a restroom as a John, but uh, the word John, the, it's interesting what it means. Yeah, uh, but anyway, There's different commentaries that say what the name John means. In our quarterly, it says it means that the Lord is gracious. And so that's one reason why they see grace in there. I probably misspelled it, but anyway, uh, that's probably more of the Hebrew interpretation of the name John. John. it gives the Greek word in there, Ionius or something, I don't know. But anyway, uh, but also, if you look it up in Strong's uh, Bible dictionary, which I did, it says that John means <coughs> favored of Jehovah. And then, what we always understood, since my brother's name is John, his name is John Reuben, it, and my dad's name was John, uh, and so uh, we understood it to mean beloved of the Lord or beloved of God. <coughs> so you can find different commentaries that. Uh, say what this word John means. And uh, I'm sure it's a combination of all. <laughs> yeah. uh, I told my brother, yeah, I've always heard it meant beloved of God, you know. And the Apostle John, he liked to use the phrase the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so he seemed to indicate that he knew his name meant that God loves him. And uh, so um, I guess all three will work. <coughs> you know,
3: it's it, 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 yes. that making that comment that he was the one, John, he was uh-huh, John. The disciple. That, right, that the, the Lord, Lord loved. Uh-huh. We, we actually should be saying that. Right. You know, it's, it, when you're reading that in the scripture, you're thinking of this individual who is really thinking more of himself than what he really should because he's putting some
0: look at his pride and others look at his humble you know because he didn't even use his name you know right
3: but i think if we were to put ourselves in that position oh, yeah. right. then and make that comment and make that statement make that declaration over ourselves yeah
0: Yeah, the devil do not want us confessing we're beloved of God, you right. know. But it
3: doesn't have to come from a prideful
0: heart. No.
3: It could just no. come from a Be thankful of God's God. love yeah, for this, us. This is water, actually. Yeah. Right. You know, when you know who
2: God is, you know you're
0: loved. Right. And, and that's a declaration
2: of who yeah. God is. Right.
0: Yes. And he, he proved his love at Calvary. Yes. He but there's a lot of greater love hath no meaning
3: Accept that, and have issues oh, with that, and uh, their That's self-esteem, true. their their uh, uh, I- is damaged by different things that oh, life yeah. itself. And yeah. then you, and then we have to learn. We we actually have to re-remind it yeah. and re-learn yeah. and re-acknowledge that we are loved we are by God. Are. It doesn't matter if anyone else loves us. Doesn't matter if anyone accepts us. As long as God loves us, and we are accepted, right. and, we're, and we're and we're pleasing to Him. Yes.
0: Right.
3: Then, yeah, lots of
4: people think that uh, God is could be a stri- a mean God. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of men, especially when they grow up, they've had a father, or women too, women have had a father yeah. that was mean, so they don't want another yeah. father. Yeah. They you know, yeah. Get that confused. But, yeah. yeah if you yeah, god
0: gets a bad rap <laughs> you know they yeah. they always think of him as a real strict being you know yeah. just ready to zap you with lightning once you do well, something taught, wrong
3: Sometimes you are taught that. I mean, yeah. raise, uh, being raised in the Pentecostal church, Why? you you can be taught that I mean we Isn't you can really get right. into that legalization leagues you can yeah, whatever it's called exactly. and and really kind of be brought up with not so much a respect of God like we were talking a couple of weeks ago but the fear of God okay. and, and the wrong uh, with the wrong perception of, of that fear and so it's yeah we so, yeah. we are a product sometimes of our raising and then God has to retrain us and right. uh, reteach us. <laughs> when you believe that you believe an unconditional
2: God that loves us unconditionally when you believe mm-hmm. that yeah. you're loved. Right. So therefore out the mindset that you're saved by works yes. you never have to go back there I don't know that Pastor will ever or Andrea will ever do anything that touched me any more than last week explaining mm-hmm. how that she does what mm-hmm. she does because she knows Mike loves her and Mike does what he does because he knows yeah. she loves it yeah she and compared
0: the, the Nazarite vow her. with the Shulamite vow and so you she know, said the Nazarite vow is is like formal religion, you know. Do don't do this, don't do that, you know. And it was wonderful. yeah, was wonderful. and but she said the Shulamite vow, she was just in love with her lover, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to please him. And if if we'll live by that, you know, we we don't need a lot of list of rules and everything because we will want to please our lover. That, that took
2: oh, an absolute act of God for, I mean, because there was a time that that would have been, oh, oh, oh yeah. Lord have mercy, God shut this church down. I know. But it was beautiful. Yeah.
0: I loved it. It was like, oh, yes. Yeah. And,
2: and I remember my parents saying that the issue isn't dance issue Is that we've allowed the devil to use the dance just right. like everything else, everything yeah. else. Yes. and that was such oh. a
0: proclamation yeah. of future. Right, it's right. not good to dance with another man's wife or something like that, no, but with your own wife, there's nothing wrong gorgeous.
3: with just, it,
0: expressing love in the dance. It
3: was yeah. I think it's beautiful when a man, I, I love it when.
0: <laughs> you I'm got having, that on tape? I have.
3: I mean, well, I mean, seriously. I mean, we did. Remember the fifties uh, thing yeah. that we did for uh, Halloween type? Uh, you know, not Halloween. I love like
1: still in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and uh-huh. and they're uh, they're a precious couple, and they and they work together. Right. And they move together, and you see that. And yeah, you I just, I mean, when you see a couple who is. Who is so entwined with each other, so immersed in each other, and you see them dancing together or oh, you yes. see them messing around together. I, it's beautiful. Cool. Right. I mean, it is just. Amen. Beautiful. And, yeah. And see, the Jordan, devil likes to take that John allowed himself
2: to accept and to dance with Jesus. I mean, yes. you know, that's. Yes. And, and that's, okay. that was her message was.
3: You're, you're in him you're one he's in you yeah.
0: you're in him you're together yeah. and um, yeah. i just tell david it's legal <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right we better move on here we're about out of time uh so we find zachariah's reaction here in 18 through 25 uh Kay, do you have that 18 through 25. Yes.
5: zachariah asked the angel how can i be sure of this I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. And after this, after this his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people.
0: or whatever they thought was on her because of not having a child. Uh, but this is interesting, how that Gabriel really dealt very strongly with, with uh, Zechariah. Now, he was a priest, and he knew the stories in the Old Testament of Abraham and Sarah, how that they were well advanced in years when they had a child, and also... Others such as uh, 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 Isaac and Rebecca, they had to wait a while, and also uh, Hannah had to wait before the Lord broke uh, through her barrenness, and she had this child named Samuel. As our pastor says, she wanted a son, but the Lord wanted a prophet. (laughs) And so uh, there's reasons why we have to wait sometimes. But um, so he should have known better than to question God when God told him, you're going to have a son, you know. And so this is why um, Gabriel was so strict with him. And I, I was reading another commentary by Jimmy Swaggart and his expositor's Bible, and he said that not only was Uh, Zechariah not able to speak but he was also deaf because he couldn't hear as well as speak because it said they had to make signs to him uh, if you notice later uh, about the question of of what his child should be named and uh, but he asked for a sign and, and so the Lord said all right I'll give you a sign you're gonna be deaf and dumb in a way he said for until that child is born. So he had to wait about nine months at least probably before he could speak. And then when the child was born, they gave, uh, they were circumcising the child and, and, and said, now what should we name the child? And Elizabeth said, John. And they said, why? You don't have any relatives named John, you know? And like I said, back then, it wasn't a familiar name. Uh, we know that uh, James and John were brothers later on, and John is the one, of course, that wrote Revelation and, and uh, the Apostle John. And so uh, I think that's one reason why uh, John was known as John the Baptist to distinguish him from the Apostle John. But anyway, uh, So it was beginning to catch on the name of John and and the fact that this young man was also named John after John the Baptist was already born. But anyway, uh, so it was fulfilled exactly what the angel said so when it was fulfilled, God opened up his mouth and ears where he could hear again and speak and uh, I'm sure he didn't question God anymore. Uh, (laughs) uh, When God says it, it takes place. Now, next Sunday, like I said, we're going to find where Gabriel approaches Mary, and she also kind of asks the question, well, how can I have a baby? You know, I haven't been with a man. And so she had a legitimate question. It wasn't that she didn't think she wasn't going to have it, but she couldn't understand how she could have it. So... Gabriel dealt more delicately with her and said, well, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. And and so he answered her question. All right, we got to go. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that you have a plan and purpose for all our lives. and And even who our parents named us was of you. And we pray that you'll just... Help us to realize that a good name is to be desired and to uh, be able to live according to the purpose and plan that you have for our lives, and we praise you for it, and be with the service to follow in Jesus' name, amen. It's good to see you all here today, amen.